You are listening to Unstoppable Actors, the essential podcast for ambitious, aspiring actors. With me, Louise, the Artistic Director of Standby Method Acting Studio. And every week, I'll be talking with you and sharing how you can become a paid, working, unstoppable actor because you 1,000% can. An acting career is doable. Are you ready? I'm so excited to dive into another episode. Um, I really, really, really feel passionate about what I'm going to talk about today, which is things you need to be avoiding in scenes, which is not helping you give your best work. I am specifically going to be talking to emotional work, but of course the stuff that I'm going to talk about today can also be looked at more generally in scenes as well and, and really help you overall with scenes, but I am focusing specifically on emotions. Um, the thing that I want to talk about, if you know, if you are doing this, firstly, don't beat yourself up or shame yourself. Like you've got to learn from it, but just know that it is not helping you deliver your best performances. And in a sense, it's making you sell yourself short as an actor, which can be hard and it can take a toll on you because this has a ripple effect on your acting career, on everything else that you do. You know, it can, it can determine whether an agent is going to sign you up or not. It can determine whether a casting director is going to recall you to the next round. It can determine whether a director wants to work with you again or not. You know, so the thing that you need to be avoiding in scenes is something that we all slip into unintentionally. We've all done it. I'm going to hold my hands up and say, I have bloody well been there more than once. Um, loads of my acting students have been there as well. I think the thing we have to realise is that this is a learning process. We can make mistakes, but we have to learn from them. And there's no such thing as failure in my mind anyway. We just fail forwards. We fail successfully. So I am going to be talking specifically to emotions and the emotional work that we do in scenes. And I think the problem we've got as actors is that we want our emotional work to be so authentic and we want this deep, strong, visceral experience where we can feel the emotion with every cell in our body and so strong in our chest and our belly and in our heart that sometimes we'll do anything to get there and that anything is not necessarily working with integrity and that anything is not necessarily helping us give our best performances despite the fact that we would go, oh yeah, but I felt this emotion so strong. And it can also lead to us just trying far too hard far too hard and making emotions the only thing that's important and the only thing that counts in scenes when actually there's a ton of other things that are important in scenes as well like being present listening you know achieving a scene objective uh, making your scene partners feel or do something like these are all things that we can sometimes neglect in favor of emotions and when we try too hard that is a problem that is a problem because it causes resistance and I'm going to explain this a little bit more in a moment if, if you're not quite sure what I mean. What it also does is it causes creative tension in our work. And tension is resistance, isn't it? It means there's a block. It means we can't get past or move beyond this thing because we're trying too hard. And when that happens, the imagination just doesn't work. It's a little bit like what Lee Strasberg said. I really love this example he gave about emotional work. Is like when we try too hard, it's a bit like forcing a lollipop down a kid's throat. It doesn't matter how 
enticing or colourful or tasty or juicy this lollipop is, if you shove or try to shove a lollipop down a kid's throat, it's going to resist that lollipop. It will not want it. And the same thing happens with emotions. If you try to force an emotion in a scene, you are going to come up against resistance and nothing is going to happen. The other thing as well is we can sometimes aim for a result with emotions. We can get so fixated on the emotion has to be this one way and no other way and this thing. And if it's not that, it means the scene is rubbish. It means I'm rubbish. It means nobody likes my work. I don't like my work. I don't feel satisfied. Where really, when we're working with emotions, it should be, it, this should happen organically. As in, in scenes, there should always be discovery. You could have done the same scene 30 times and have done 30 takes if you're on a film set, or you might be in a six-month run of a stage show, or you might even be in a class and you're doing the same scene week in, week out. But it doesn't matter, you know, where you're doing this scene or what the circumstances are. Like every single time you're doing this scene, you should discover something new. It doesn't mean it has to be something big, but maybe it's like a look that you and your scene partner exchange with each other that has never happened before. That would be a new discovery. That's something fresh in the scene. That's a new moment. Or maybe it's some behavior that just happens spontaneously that you never planned, you never thought about. It just happens, but it leads to, you know, a bloody plethora of other new moments happening. So we've always got to be in the process of discovering in scenes. But I'm specifically talking about emotions in this podcast episode because we become very fixated with emotions as actors and we can sometimes judge our work and go oh well it's only good if I felt an emotion and it was crap if I didn't feel anything and really that is that's a wrong way to judge your work then there's there's another argument that comes up here which is like but but what if the script actually demands a specific emotion from you what if the script demands heartbreak or tears and and it's and it definitely has to be in there what do we do well we don't want to force we don't want to try too hard and secondly as as I've already said we don't want to aim for a specific result that is it's either this or nothing because we're already putting ourselves on a losing streak with the scene but there's something else that I want to explore with you when it comes to emotional work. And if you are doing this, as I've already said a million and one times, you're really not giving yourself the best chance to deliver your best work. There's two things really I want to dive into. And the first thing is, if the scene absolutely demands tears of you and there's no way around it, the first thing you definitely don't want to do is try and create tears before the scene even starts. I've seen actors doing this. I've seen them like sitting on the edge of the stage or being backstage or even in classes I've seen them like literally outside of the scene not in it putting sad music on putting sad music on and getting themselves really 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 worked up so that they get the tears but here's the thing the tears might not be needed at the start of the scene so if you're doing that what's what's happening is firstly you're preempting it means you've got the tears before you even need them but secondly emotions don't last that long so these tears could run out before you even need them and before you know it you're in an exhausted heap energetically because you've spent all this energy building up these tears 
before you even needed them and now they've gone and you haven't got them at the moment that you need them. You don't want to be preempting. You are not going to deliver your best work if you are preempting. That is not a good way to do it. I've never ever seen this work out for an actor, either in my own acting career or as I've been coaching people. I would really recommend you avoid it. And the second thing is don't use anything that you haven't dealt with. Don't use anything that is too raw for you, that isn't processed. The thing about acting that you have to understand is that we're working with the human condition. We're working with life experience and within that are emotions and acting can bring up unresolved issues from the past. You have got to work in such a responsible way. You are you are working in a way where you are crafting something to tell a story. You are not bringing up your shit from the past that you've not dealt with to be self-indulgent or to use your emotions in a therapeutic way in the scene. That is not what acting is about. Last year, in February 2021, my beautiful, beautiful cat who I absolutely adored passed away unexpectedly. And I was shocked and I was heartbroken and I was grieving so bloody hard. It would have been absolutely unethical of me and irresponsible of me to use that in my acting work. There is absolutely no way on this planet that I could have used what had happened with my cat to tell a story coherently or with clarity or with integrity either. Yes, I could have thought about what happened with my cat and it definitely would have produced tears. But what would have happened is the scene would have become about me grieving the loss of my cat. It would have become about me processing these feelings and these emotions in the middle of the scene. And that is not what a scene was written about. The scene has a set of given circumstances that are unique to that scene. The given circumstances are the facts of the scene. And the fact of the matter is nothing to do with the loss of my cat was written into that scene or into any scene. So it's silly of me to try and use that, even though I know it could bring up these tears and it could bring up feelings. So that's the second thing I want you to really, really, really take on board. You are not to use anything in scenes that you haven't processed, that is still raw, that yes, will give you an emotional response, but will not serve the scene. As an actor, what we're doing is we're holding a mirror up to society. We are showing society what they are like through our work, but we have to do this in a creative manner. Now, that's not to say that you can't use your life experience. Of course you can. Of course you can. You can use your life experience, but you only use things that you've dealt with. You only use things that you've processed. You only use things that are not raw and that are not going to open a can of worms and, you know, take you to the depths of despair. You use things that you are in control of. And even then, you don't cling on to them in the scene. You use them as sort of like a springboard to unlock that emotion, and then you forget them. 
and you allow the emotion to evolve organically and go on its own little journey in the scene. And you don't try and hold on to the emotion for dear life either, because that's self-indulgent. That's about you showing off and going, hey, I've got this feeling. Look, can you see it? Like Nobody wants that. In reality, what we do as humans is we try our best to bloody bury our emotions and not let people see them. Yet actors get this wrong because they go, oh, I've got an emotion. I want everybody to see it because this means I'm good. It means it means I'm a good actor. It doesn't necessarily mean that. What you really want to be aiming for in scenes is behaviour. That's what humans do day in, day out. We are behaving. We're always doing something. And the emotions come as a result of the behaviour, either because we are getting closer towards achieving the thing that we want or we're getting further away from it. So if I give you a really, um, just a really basic example, we're just going to take a very quick break from the podcast to let you know that if you want to graduate from listening to the podcast and get even more practical advice and tips and exercises, we now have enrolment open for total character immersion. It is an online method acting course that gives you the absolute best of the method so you can go from you know, those first stages of picking up the script and worrying what you're going to do and wondering whether you're going to be good enough to create the character to actually living through it with ease. And we've got a discount code for you and it is only available for a limited amount of time. You can get a discount on total character immersion by typing in immersion 10 at the checkout the link is below this podcast so go and check it out and then use the discount code immersion 10 okay back to the podcast let's say you're at home you're making tea right and i'm a northerner so tea means dinner to the to our southern listeners or to anyone else around the world tea is a meal i don't mean a cup of tea (laughs) right so maybe you're making tea and maybe you're making a stir fry right so what you're doing is you're not going into making this stir fry going, I've got to be really happy and jolly and excited and, and, you know, elated making this stir fry. Maybe you are excited about eating it, but really the core thing that's happening is you are behaving. You're getting the pan out, you're putting the oil in the pan, you're chopping the vegetables up or the meat or whatever it is that you have, you're putting the noodles in the pan. Like this is all behaviour. Now, maybe everything runs smoothly and you've decided that you and your partner or you and your friend or you and your family are having tea at six o'clock and everything goes smoothly and tea is ready. Your stir fry is ready for six o'clock and then you feel happy. You feel relaxed. You feel calm. That emotion has only come because of the behaviour and because you've achieved what you wanted. Now, let's say a different set of circumstances. You've still got to make your tea by six o'clock. Um, your partner's coming round, maybe you don't live with them, or um, I don't know, you're just making tea for six o'clock for someone, right? Because you've got to be somewhere after. Let's say that, let's just add this into the mix. And it, it definitely needs to be made by six o'clock because at 7.30 you're going out. Maybe you and your partner are going to the cinema. Yeah, let's say that. So these are the circumstances. Partner's coming round, six o'clock, you're having tea, stir fry, 7.30 you're going out to the cinema, right? So we've got our circumstances. But let's say something happens, there's an obstacle in the way, you've bloody forgot oil, you've literally got no olive oil in the house, you still have to behave, you've got all your veg cut up and prepared, you've got your meat ready if if you have meat, you've got your sauces ready, but you've got no bloody oil. So now what you have to do is run to the shop and go and get some oil. That is still behaviour. But the fact that you are now having to run to the shop and get some is causing a feeling 
inside of you. And that feeling might be frustration. It might be irritation. It might be panic. There's a whole number of feelings that you could be feeling in that situation. Let's say you then get to the shop and they've got no oil. Oh, for God's sake, now you have to go to the shop next door, but their prices are sky high. So now these obstacles are causing feelings inside of you, but the feelings are only coming because you've had to take action. You've had to take, you know, you've had to behave. So behavior is very, very, very important in these situations and in scenes. But the fact of the matter is, you're not going to show that you're pissed off to the shopkeeper, or maybe you do because you don't care. But even if you do, you're not going to be holding on to that feeling. Really what's at the top of mind is I've got to get back and make the stir fry in time so it's ready for six o'clock. Is this making sense? So the other thing you don't want to do is hold on to the emotions for dear life. Emotions peak and trough. They have their own little journey and they don't actually last for that long because one emotion evolves into another. So if you are trying to create an emotion before the scene even starts or you are using anything that is raw and unprocessed from your life experience or you are holding on to an emotion for dear life, you are selling yourself short as an actor and you are not giving your best performances and you're not working with integrity. And I know you are capable of more than that. So what do you want to do? You want to focus on behaviour as I've said, you only want to use something that you have dealt with, that has been processed, that you're okay with, and you are only using it as a springboard into the scene. You're not holding on to it for dear life. You're not constantly thinking about this thing from your life experience. And you are always going to go into a scene with the aim of discovering something new. And that something new can be something very, very subtle, like a glance between you and your scene partner. Now, I would really love to know if this has been helpful. Leave me a comment. Um, drop me a comment below this podcast episode. I'd love to hear whether this has been useful. And also, I'd, I'd actually love to hear if you've fallen into any of these traps that I've just shared. Um, it'd be so good to connect with you. I really hope this episode has inspired you. I hope it's enlightened you. And I hope you are feeling way more confident and comfortable with emotions. I'll see you in the next episode. I have absolutely loved hanging out with you and I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Unstoppable Actors, the essential podcast for ambitious, aspiring actors. Now, if you did, I'd really love you to subscribe so you never miss an episode and leave a review. And if you would like weekly injections of inspiration, you'd like mini method acting challenges to keep you making progress with your dreams, come and join the most supportive acting community online by clicking the link in the notes to help you become an unstoppable actor.